Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. Experts are calling for more humane policing in line with South Africa's constitution. They say alleged police brutality against black citizens is sending out the wrong message to the international community, especially potential investors. Joining me live now on the phone uh, to speak about this is Tsepo Matseba, Managing Director of the Reputation First Group. Good afternoon, Tsepo. How are you doing? Uh, good afternoon. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Now, thank you for joining us, my brother. Now, firstly, what are your concerns about the recent use of rubber bullets during protest? Yeah, so we have observed over a period of time um, uh, that the police often uh, uh, use excessive force when, even where you can see that students, uh, in particular recently, were actually not aggressive and their intent was very clear. You could see that they had their hands up as a sign of peace to demonstrate that they are only there to negotiate and uh, to plead for access to education and access to learning, which is only a necessity for the future mm. of our country. But what you see uh, uh, often from Andre Statan in 2011, Collins Cora uh, in 2020, um, Tozis in Tumba 2021, Nathaniel Julius 2020, uh, and uh, then high levels of attack on, on members of a political party, I can tell, uh, and the reaction of the police when non-black uh, 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 or white people protest in Cape Town against uh, COVID-19 regulations on the beach, the level of force used there is very, very different and polite mm. compared to when they see people of color uh, protesting uh, and very often for in a peaceful uh, uh, fashion. And, 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 and remember the mandate of the police is not just um, to fight people. In fact, their vision says their vision is to create a safe and secure environment for all the people in South Africa. Now, when you are an investor, and you're looking at the visuals that you see, and um, picture the visuals that you saw last week, but also picture the visuals around uh, Margana, um, you are unlikely to be willing, out of conscience and out of your own revenge, to invest in a country such as ours. And that is the risk on foreign direct investment, that is the risk on the tourism sector, because if you are a tourist on the African continent, uh, which is a majority African and black, you are unlikely to be willing to travel to South Africa for, 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 for various reasons or even for education. Because you are, when you look at the aggression of the police, uh, uh, the heavy-handedness towards black people is just completely unnecessary and most probably very risky for the brand of the country, South Africa, and the brand of our economy globally. Now, Tsepo, you mentioned obviously bad for obviously the international community in terms of uh, tourism as well. What about possible investors? Because if I'm a foreign person overseas, I want to invest in South Africa and we're looking to welcome this for our economy as well. But then you're going to think twice when you see these visuals, isn't it? Because it doesn't have a good reflection on, 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 on what's going down. As an investor, you're going to say, OK, let me take a step back. Do I want to invest? Absolutely. When you look at um, the extent to which countries like Liberia are battling to attract 
foreign direct investment due to the uh, visuals of violence that investors and people around the world see in that part of the world. Um, you you should get worried as if a country of South Africa's economic caliber and South Africa's democracy and South Africa's constitution in that country when you see the police acting with that level of force. By the way, when you reflect on what happened in Brownfontein, um, there's one person who died and, and his soul rest in peace. But actually there was uh, many other students who were assaulted with an intent to cause grievous bodily harm. There was a lot of blood on the floor. Uh, there was a lot of abuse by members of the South African Police Service. And we wonder, therefore, what is the psyche uh, of the, these officials? Are they aware that they actually represent a country, that they actually represent a big trend, a big economy on the African continent? And their actions, therefore, have a direct impact on the image of the country internationally. And as I say, particularly on the African continent, if I was in Cameroon today and I wanted to study in South Africa, I would probably think twice based on what I see happen when police are confront Africans on a daily basis. And these are just visuals that we see. Uh, we, are, we are sure that there are events that we actually don't see on television where police harass uh, citizens and they get away with it. But the, also the, the, the pace of law enforcement is just far too slow. The pace of justice is just far too slow. So by the time uh, Andre Stadani's case is resolved, uh, the perpetrators had been, would have been any income from the state for many, many years, and the consequences only come later or never. Now, Tepo, let's let's look forward in terms of a solution to this. And, you know, like you said, it makes so much of sense where, um, unfortunately, the tragedy of the gentleman who uh, lost his life a few weeks ago when our students were protesting, that could have been a tourist. Uh, he was innocent. Um, and, and that kind of situations we, we don't want to happen and want to see happening in the future. Um, looking forward to solutions, how can such situations be better managed? We need um, uh, 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 decisive leadership. The, the Minister of Police and the Security Cluster need to ask themselves serious questions about whether they have the right people at the management level of the police and at the commander level of the police. Um, we need to uh, uh, shift from this perspective of a military view of policing because the police are there to serve and protect citizens as well, uh, over and above their mandate of crime prevention. But they're also there to serve and protect citizens. So you want to create a mind shift and a positive environment where police see their role as contributing constructively to society, um, as opposed to attacking and using excessive force and violence against its own citizens. And when you start shifting that mind, you know, programs such as diversity and inclusion um, can become effective. But I think that the problem is at a commander and, and national level. The, the army at the, at, at the force at the ground only takes instructions from the top. So at the moment, there are four guys uh, on that issue uh, of ground pointing who are, are, are going to face the might of the law in court. Uh, how long that process takes is a different story. Um, but actually, we need to ask the questions, who are the commanders? Who are who are giving the instruction? And if we are going to change that perception, we have to shift, we need a mind shift from militancy 
to more constructive and citizen-led uh, policing where you understand that you are there to serve a community, not to brutally attack innocent people. Now, uh, Tiapo, we have the nation listening in uh, this afternoon to the show. What would you like to say to our fellow South Africans uh, with, in regards to your closing comments? What would it be? Yeah, I mean, I would say that also as, as citizens ourselves, we have the responsibility to do the right things. Um, right now, we are finding ourselves having to be told and to be controlled through legal instruments around uh, level one to level two or level three for us to comply with simple regulations of COVID-19 that only serve to protect ourselves. And so we believe now that the citizens of this country, uh, as citizens, each and every one should now take responsibility and, 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 and drive compliance uh, in an active way without being coerced by the state. Because, especially because we don't have vaccines uh, on our shores, uh, at the rate that is required. Uh, we have we've barely touched the percentage of the country and the population. And so um, it's going to take us as individuals and, uh, and, and to take responsibility and play the role of patriotic citizens and brand ambassadors for South Africa. Managing Director of Reputation First Group, Tepo Matsiba, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon on the show and enlightening us around this topic. God bless you and uh, all the best. Thank you so much and blessings to you too. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Share.